Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. I have to say I'm feeling much, much fresher uh, today recording this than I was last week uh, after the strategic deload. Um, for those of you that, that don't know what a deload is, um, pretty much just some time away from training, four or five days. I did a, I've done a podcast on it, it was many, many episodes ago. Um, I think there's actually an article on it on... Um, on the website as well and I think it was actually Ali that, that wrote that for those of you that, that don't know we have um, a lot of the podcasts that I talk about we have an article that kind of, kind of goes alongside it on the website vwphysique.com um, for those of you who want to kind of not only just you know re-listen to the, these episodes but perhaps just get something down on paper all you need to do is just go out and check out the website um, it's funny I've actually got quite a lot of clients that I've either deloaded the past sort of two or three weeks or that have been ill. Um, some of them has kind of coincided with both. For me, I think I caught, just because my immune system was down, I think I caught a little bit of a sort of stomach bug last week, 24 hour thing, um, and that was horrible. Uh, literally the day before, uh, two days before we went away. Thankfully, was was okay before we went away. And um, you know what, it was, it was a great time away from um, from training from work um, and from bodybuilding I think that we we all need that every now and then um, and it's not something that you need to feel guilty about because there's there's so many people out there that they're literally on so much of the time that they don't know what it's like to be off and I, I can definitely relate to that I've certainly been there I'm certainly on the majority of the year but I now have uh, I enjoy some time away every now and then and it kind of reminds you that there's a bit more to life than to bodybuilding at times or you know giving it the beans on the hack squat and for me now it was um getting to spend some quality time with uh, my wife and my son and it was really cool you know to take him swimming for uh for the first time um and whatnot so uh well for the first time for me um but he's been been swimming with his mum before at classes and whatnot. So, yeah, I think that um, anyone out there, if you if you've never taken a dealer before, you're not too sure what it is. Just um, look out for the signs. You know, are you noticing that you're low on energy? Are you picking up niggles? Has strength stalled? Are you not really feeling motivated to train? Like, I was at a point where I was driving to training and just could not be asked. Like, but when I was training, I was fine. And I know when I get to that point, it's like right. Well, I need to deal it. So, good example there that. I'm not necessarily motivated all the time, but I'm disciplined, right? So I was disciplined enough to like go and get my sessions in to go try and progress and whatnot and hang on for as long as I could. Anyway, um, I'm kind of going off topic here from the episode of today's podcast, which I also usually do at the start, which is just the importance of giving yourself time. And I'm going to relate this to not only, um, you know, say dieting for a show, um, but just the, the sort of long-term journey as well. And I think that Although in bodybuilding, like many, many things have changed over the years, there are two things that have kind of remained consistent. And I guess this is um, individual to the person. That is the rate at which you add muscle mass and the rate at which you lose body fat. Um, I guess the only thing that's changed over the years is our patience with each of those goals. And that's where, you know, anabolic steroids and fat burners are wanting to have come in. Modern day living is, is, is very fast paced. You know, we've got the... You know, things are available at the click of a finger um, and, and I think what it's done is it's kind of left people feeling frustrated when they don't see results in a short period of time I think that what you maybe fail to remember is that when it comes to changing your body like it simply takes time and much more time than you think it will um, you know the social media itself you could say has maybe been a, 
um, one of the culprits of, of showing people, hey, here's you can get shredded in my eight-week plan and whatnot. Um, but reality is when you kind of go through the process, um, you realise how, how much time it actually takes. And, you know, I'm I'm five years into my journey and still, still pretty far away from where I want to be. Um, and, you know, I'm more naive more naive on uh, when he was younger would have thought he'd been here by by now so if we speak about you know in regards to competing so in regards to giving yourself time and in, in regards to competing one thing you're going to ask yourself is or, or maybe you're doing a photo shoot or, or whatever it is you know do you have enough muscle mass for that you know if you've decided that you want to step on stage or step in front of a camera the first thing that you need to ask yourself is that do you have enough muscle mass to get the desired level of conditioning that you need for let's say your category or how lean you want to get if the answer is no um, and you go ahead and enter a dieting phase irrespective of your body's perhaps lack of preparation you might be left feeling quite disappointed when you don't look as good as you'd hoped for or or, or would have if you'd spent a little bit longer um, and you know simply getting out muscled on stage or it's really really obvious um, when someone just didn't have the tissue uh, and I've been I've been that coach in you know, my first year of putting people on stage back in 2018 uh, which wasn't too long ago actually um, I put, put a couple couple of females on stage that, that didn't have enough muscle and it showed and in hindsight you know I wouldn't do that I wouldn't have done that but I kind of I needed to make mistakes in my early days to, to not make them now what I think they need to remember is that or, or maybe maybe you don't know, but that, that muscle is metabolically active. So by that I mean it, it requires calories to hang around. Therefore, the more muscle mass that you have, um, you know, not only the leaner you can get, you can also diet on higher calories. Um, whereas if you didn't have that tissue, you're dieting on lower calories, um, it's probably going to take you a lot longer to pull off as well. So by spending the time, giving yourself time to add the tissue, you'll be able to diet on higher calories and get leaner. You know, I think to me that sounds pretty groovy, right? I think when you look back, those images of the first time you you dieted to to extremes, you know, you want to know that you looked the part. You weren't just there to make up your make up numbers, or you didn't just quickly diet for a photo shoot because you became a PT and you thought, "Oh, this is what PTs do, and I need to do it." Um, so I, I think that with that in mind of wanting to to look the fucking business when you when you look back, it's just imperative that you you endeavour to spend time actively seeking out, you know, new muscle mass before you begin your diet now. What I want to say is that this doesn't mean that you're just going to do a 16-week bulk and then diet for your show. doesn't mean that, or your shoot, or whatever it is. This can mean that you strategically bulk and recomp, or you know, cut, whatever you want to call it, for like years. Maybe like one or two years before the final dieting phase commences. Although it might seem far away, you're going to thank yourself for being so patient by the time you get to the end of the journey. And, and as I said, I've in my sort of short time as I could call myself a coach I've seen so many shows where competitors on stage just left really disappointed by the results um, and, and I've sat there and maybe I've sat beside Ali or, or, or another fellow coach or whatever it is and kind of said you know what oh, that number that number 42 you know she looks great but she just needs more muscle from the rear and yeah those other three girls are just a bit better and then there's the only difference is maybe those girls are just a little bit bigger and as I said you know the last thing you want to do when you compete is, is make up the numbers and 
if I was to give you one piece of advice, it would be take as much time as required until you have the muscle mass that you need to get lean. If you're unsure, obviously your coach will help you decide, but please be aware that it might, it might take you a couple of years. And I often say this, like on consult calls, when someone will come to me and say they want to compete, um, once we've had the consult call and they send me photographs, I'll say, listen, for you, like for example, this is the end of 2021, I might say to someone, right, for you, the stage is probably going to be the end of 2023. And they're like, oh, right, what? And I say, well, yeah, because you've not got enough tissue here, here, here. And this is what I would kind of do. And we'd maybe need to have, I sometimes will hypothesize, okay, we maybe need three 20-week gaining phases or 24-week gaining phases, whatever it is, with recomps in between. Um, and, and again, I just say that because I'm honest. You know, the last thing I want to do, I, I turned a few people down this this year. Um, well, they were looking to compete at the start of next year. Uh, simply because I said, no, I don't think you should. I think you need more tissue. And um, hopefully they weren't too offended by that. But, um, you know, you just, uh, as I said, I'd rather be the coach that was honest. I'm not out there to take someone's money. I'm out there to, to try and help them, you know, put them in the best possible position for their, said, show, shoot, their body transformation, holiday, whatever it is. So I think if we if we say, right, you've given yourself enough time, you've, you've spent the required time adding tissue, you may be wondering, well, like, how long is it going to take me to get shredded? And I'm sorry to tell you that the answer is it's probably going to take you a lot longer than you think. I don't think anyone's got shredded in four weeks from the start of from like you know the peak of an off season. Um, and tr- you know, trust me, for the most for most of us, it will take sixteen to 20, 20 weeks, um, perhaps perhaps longer. Um, I have dieted um, shorter than that before. If I think back to um, if my photo shoot in twenty nineteen, it was twelve weeks, but I entered that pretty lean. What I'm what I'm getting at is that the so more advanced you are, um, further down the line, and, and sort of the, if if you're at a leaner set point, it might not take you quite as far. But for the most of us, especially if it's your first time dieting, it's going to take you sixteen to twenty weeks. I think there's still there's a few things to consider when you're trying to try you know dictate your time frame or decide your time frame for dieting and the first thing to address is is this your first time attempting to get lean to that level of conditioning if it is you've got no idea how your body will respond to dieting to those extremes how much body fat you'll be able to lose on a weekly basis you know, your coach will have an idea of how much you need to pull off total and can give you a rough estimate of how how much sort of weight you need to to lose per week and so on and so forth um although we know it's not necessarily like the scales won't tell us everything um, especially in assisted athletes but they can give us a rough idea you know i'll always say oh i think your stage weight will be x y and z so um as an example let's say you uh your coach says you know what i think you've got about 12 kilos to lose to get conditioned which you know can can be a reasonable amount and very very common i would say if you give yourself 12 weeks to achieve this and you're natural probably be completely unrealistic yeah there'll be some freaks out there um or some expected uh, exceptions should i say um to that rule but um for the most of us we need a lot more than that so if this was the case i'd probably be looking more towards the sort of 20 week plus marker if you went with 20 weeks i'd give you a rough target of pulling off 0.6 kilos per week which um, I think it's quite reasonable. I think you'll get a bit more at the start of your your dieting phase. Some weeks you might get a kilo, um, and then towards the end you'll get a little bit less. 
as I said, of course, in assisted bodybuilders, we might pull off um, much more in less time or just much more in general. You know, in fact, if I look back to my prep this year, I pulled off 60 pounds during my 20 week prep. However, I'm an assisted male bodybuilder using steroids. Um, I used fat burners. Um, but in hindsight, I was probably a little bit too fat to start prepping. By the end of prep, I was like doing an hour and a half um, of cardio per day. It was the lowest my food had ever been. I guess a uh, moral story. Moral of the story there is that you should you should ensure you don't start prep too fat, because um, otherwise you'll end up what doing what I was doing. Um, and you got to also be realistic of how much you can potentially pull off um, each week to, to give yourself just give yourself enough time to get ready. So you know, I guess in that little synopsis, what I just said, you know, you you've considered how much how much you need to pull off. Well. It's pretty important that you give yourself enough time to pull that off because if you don't and you walk on stage or in front of the camera or you're on holiday and you're looking soft and you're not looking how you want, you will be the only one that's left disappointed. No one else. And I think that when, if we, if I continue to, to reiterate why it's so important to give yourself a, a, like, a, like a longer dieting phase than a shorter one, we would think a few things, well, a couple things. It's going to avoid muscle loss and kind of coincide with that safe performance. So you save performance to avoid muscle loss. Now, if you were to take the scenario, like what I was doing towards the end of my prep, an hour and a half of cardio, um, for the natural individual, and they've had to pull off that much weight in that time frame, um, it would be an absolute disaster for the overall, their overall muscle mass. And like when you're using anabolic steroids, it's extremely hard to lose muscle mass, but as a natural, you know, it's a completely different story. And that's just because you have to accept that as a natural individual, some muscle loss will occur towards the end of your prep. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to minimi- minimize that as much as possible. Like it, some, it, it will happen. You just can't get around that. It's what, when you go into a calorie deficit into the extremes, the body will use some energy from from protein to, to, to pretty much try and negate some of the deficit that you're that you're making but to preserve as much muscle tissue as possible you've got to look to try and pull off body fat slowly and not have excessive excessive drops over the course of a week so it's fine for it was fine for myself to be using um using anabolics and to lose sometimes a couple kilos in say seven days um or whatnot but if you're out there and you don't have that sort of support from the anabolics and you're natural um, you don't want to be losing that much. You want to be minimal drops every every, every so often, um, accumulated over time. Not only would that be an effective strategy to hold on muscle mass, but help you save your performance as well. Like you can only imagine if, like for me, as I pulled body weight down, I actually got stronger because when the drugs went up. And when you're natural, that you know you don't have drugs to go up. All you can rely on is just your grit and determination. And I think dropping off say 0.5, 0.6 a week going into a top and a hack squat you'd pretty, be pretty okay to to then try and match or beat your numbers from the week previous but when uh, when you go in if you don't have that sort of added assistance and you've lost 2-3 kilos in a short period of time and you may find it really really hard to try and hold your numbers so then you may have to drop the load um, as you drop the load you may it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? But um, I guess I'm coming at it from a standpoint of wanting to get stronger and add muscle mass in a prep, which which 
which isn't really realistic for natural individuals. But ultimately, um, strength will stall on prep. But I think how we go about holding on to it or trying to progress it wherever and wherever we can um, can really impact the final look. Uh, a great example of that is AJ Morris. He is a natural bodybuilder, but he's very, very good at holding on to his performance throughout the, the, the his dieting phase avoiding as much muscle loss as he can and he looks great by the end of it that's a, that's a, probably the best example I could give you and probably the most well known in UK bodybuilding scene um, I think to the to the trained eye an over dieted or rush prep is always obvious in front of, you know in front of a camera or, or on stage um, but I mean it's not just obvious but it's just it's also it's also not fun to have to pull off so much in a short period of time or shorter period of time you know you compare my two preps in 2020 I entered that lot leaner um, I think the most cardio I ever done was four or five 30 minute sessions across the week that's it like I didn't do any more than that um, and then come 2021 um, it was an hour and 30 minutes every day um, which which one do you think was uh, the most enjoyable? Yeah, you're right. It was the, tw- the 2020 where I didn't need to do quite as much. Um, the main difference between the two was just my my starting point. So it should remind you that to, to not start start prepping a in a quote unquote bad position with too much body fat, because um, what that will allow you to do is hold on to your performance as you diet down uh, and avoid muscle loss. So giving yourself a bit more time. Uh, is, is going to do that you know try giving yourself more time uh, that you know rather than say right 20 weeks well why not just give yourself 22 just in case you're sticking points or or whatnot and i guess i know i'm kind of probably repeating myself here from a lot of the previous podcasts but it, everything does sort of come full circle um when, when we're looking at this stuff uh, and another reason why i would give yourself that little bit more is just to decide you know, you don't know the rate. You might not know the rate and speed of which you lose fat. Simple as that. Like for some people, it might be really straightforward. For others, it might be a battle from day one. On top of that, you may have stubborn areas that just struggle to get lean. And I think what that usually stems from is a lack of muscle uh, in that area. However, if you diet for long enough and hard enough, uh, you will eventually get that area lean. So let's take um, some examples. For females, uh, it's common that their sort of glutes and hamstrings uh, can be a stubborn area. Um, You know, in fact, it it can be the exact same for us guys, Uh, but it tends to be harder for females to pull in glutes and hamstrings. That's mostly because it's just due to hormones. But if we look at the sort of the the, the female scenario there, Perhaps a, a 16 week prep, which you've decided might turn might turn into an 18, 20, 22 week just to get those areas in. One phrase I like to use is you're only as lean as your fattest body part. Right, remember that one. So for for, for guys, you could be, you know, absolutely fucking peeled from the front, six pack abs, blocky abs, nice obliques, lines in your chest. But if you turn to the rear and you've still got like a like fat in your lower back, you're not peeled, not by any means, right? So if you haven't ever dieted before, sometimes just well, okay, well, having a trial run 
could be could be beneficial. So in fact, I'm actually doing that with one client right now, and she's probably listening to this. She'll know who who, who she is. Uh, she said she wanted to, to to do a show next year. I said, well, you know, let's just see. Um, let, let's have a a mock dieting phase. She, we needed to recomp anyway, but then she went, oh cool, can I do a photo shoot? And I went, oh yeah, let's treat this as a bit of a a bit of a a practice shall we say uh, and what I've seen now is kind of right okay th- th- this is how much her- she drops body body fat on a week to week basis and this is where her calories need to be and this is where her cardio needs to be so have an idea going in if you don't have that sort of idea going in um, then then you just don't know you're, you're sort of trying to learn as, as, as time goes on so this is where you want more time and if, listen if you've got more time you can always top up you can apply the brakes, you can put the brakes on, you can put more food in, you can reduce your cardio, you can up calories across the week. Um, and that's going to stem from giving yourself those extra weeks, you know, those extra weeks to pull on those stubborn areas. Yes, of course, you know, you can use lipolytics um, if you go down the enhanced route that might help you make your overall prep sh- quote-unquote shorter. But let's face it, it's never going to be short. And I think when you, if you enter that the prep with that mindset, it's it's kind of setting yourself up for for failure from the start because you you want it to be over sooner rather than later. But the thing is, see, by the time you get to the end of prep, it doesn't matter how long it's been, you still feel fucking horrendous. You know what I mean? And it's still gonna feel crap, like crap, when you're that lean. The only time it doesn't feel crap is when you put more food in or you're standing on stage or in front of the camera. Um, but when you're depleted, you're on low food, high cardio, high steps, um, it's never gonna be never gonna be amazing. Um so I guess in summary, what I would say is that you, you should be looking to give yourself more time than you think, um, just to be on the safe side. If if that means, you know, you maybe need to actually give yourself time like a year's to get the muscle mass required so rather than say like oh prep next year so oh, actually you know i need to give myself more time and come back and, and maybe perhaps see what i'm like the year after and then decide if i need to diet if you're at that point when uh, you you maybe have you think right I've, I've got the muscle mass there it's a case of right well how much do you need to pull off are you in a good sort of starting point to do that do you need to recomp hold and then prep you know give yourself a realistic time frame to, to do it in don't say right oh well there's this show in 18 weeks fuck it, i'll just do it and be like i didn't have 60 pounds to pull off it's maybe saying right well let's recomp let's pull off 25 30 pounds uh, and then let's hold and let's do a show towards the end of the season you know that could be could be a strategy if you try as i said if you try and rush things you may end up losing muscle muscle mass losing strength looking over dieted um whereas if you try and take off bit by bit you're probably Build safe performance, hold on to muscle mass, um, and, and may- maybe perhaps continue to get stronger. There'll come, there will come a point where it stalls, um, but you should be able to progress for the most part, um, especially the bigger muscle groups. The thing I always notice that stalls is is push, push, push movements always stall towards the end. Um, and and the last the last sort of point about giving yourself more time is just again help deal with those stubborn areas. That might take that a little bit longer to to get lean. And the thing is that there are no shortcuts when it comes to prepping, so so don't try and, and outsmart the process. So we actually have as a as a brand, we have clients prepping now already for shows next year, and some of them have which been have been prepping for 
four or five weeks already. You know, the minute that it got 20 weeks out to that first show, um, the first two clients I had prepping for it, you know, we, we started dieting, we started pulling down. Um, and we'll, reason being is why I'm, I'm giving them some time off. Um, obviously, around the Christmas period, I think that, that, that nobody should be dieting on Christmas Day <laughs> or perhaps the day after or before. Um, I feel that it's, you know, that's why I said, right, well, they were in a good position anyway. But I said, right, let's pull off, let's be a bit more aggressive, um, have have that time time off, quote unquote, off the diet where you can enjoy yourself and then get, get back doing it. So they're already checking in twice a week. Um, and, and that first show is now, when this goes live, 14 and a half weeks away. And everything, like, when it comes to competing or getting lean or whatever it is, everything is always going to come from... Um, just experience and maybe mistakes that, that I've made over the years with my own journey, mistakes that I've made uh, with with clients' journey. I, I'll hold my hands up and say I, I've done that, and I'm, I, I wasn't, you know, I was never, I, I never, and still am not, and will never be uh, the quote unquote perfect coach. I think there's just so many, many many things to learn. But one of the one of the only ways you can learn in this game is sometimes by making mistakes. And you know, if if I think back to the coach I was back in 2018, you know, trying to put people on stage or help people get extremely lean because, um, you know, that's kind of what we do. I did things a lot differently. You know, you think even me and Chris were going over, like, his carb load. It was still in my folders, his carb load from back in the day, and, you know, we, we, we didn't really put in much fats at all, which uh, was really, really silly. But at the time, just didn't know the importance of them. Um, that's a whole different conversation, but... When it comes to this year, I think one thing that can hopefully back up uh, what myself and the team are saying is just just the results uh, that we're producing consistently on a, on a week-to-week, month-to-month basis. I think that over the course of the 2021 season, the, the VWC brand as a collective, as a whole, we think we put uh, 19 people on stage. And from those 19 people, uh, there were 67 placings. 67 placings from 19 people which uh, which is incredible right that's more than three placings for each individual athlete bear in mind we had some some athletes do you know three four five some, i think chris did six shows um and, and do very well on those those respective shows i think you know one one uh one show molly um won four four medals you know a couple of wins um I think it was three firsts and then a second or a third or something like that when she did FM UK because she did the amateur one and then she did the pro one on the same day. Um, there's been you know I think four British titles across the brand, three overalls. You know out of the sixty-seven placings, almost almost thirty. I think it's I think it's twenty-seven from my notes. Uh, twenty-seven uh, have been firsts, um, which is pretty. I think pretty damn good. So if um, if you are looking to compete next year, um, we would love to, to take you on board, myself and the team, both Clara and Ali as well, um, prep people for shows. And why, you know, the, the, the numbers I just said is, is including their clients this year. You know, Ali's had a lot of success with um, with Bikini Girls this year. Um, and, and Clara actually had her first first client step on stage this past week and you know they end up doing really really well and winning winning a British title so massive congrats to her um, and Ali you know it's been it's been a fantastic year for the brand not only for the competitive side of things but um, also for just the just the client side of things it's been 
been a been another another you know year in unprecedented times. I never thought I would be sitting here reminiscing about how you know the gyms were shut for the first four months of the year, which seems like so far away. But was you know I still I still remember getting a uh, getting checking check-ins uh, from some clients that were sending me videos of them in like shipping containers and outside in their garden and that was this year man this year um so yeah as i said massively proud of them massively proud of all the all the clients you've worked with and i think i speak for us all when i say how, how grateful we are um to have a, an impact on each each and every one of their their lives but yeah listen i'm i'm rambling on now but um as i said you know we we uh, we we never will be the the coaching company out there that preps the most amount of people in the uk you know that those 19 people we put on stage there'll be some other comp- coaching companies out there are brands that, that maybe will do that in two or three weeks but that's not what we're about and we never will be but the ones that we do prep uh, we take care of and we ensure they have success so listen guys i'll leave it there just remember that wherever you are whatever you do give it the beans